we'd like to welcome you back to part 8 of our study on exposing the alien agenda. And this is the fourth mega study I've done on the subject. And we're going to continue with the um, excerpts and the audio clips from um, Walking Among Us from uh, David Jacobs. And um, we've got a few more parts to play here, and then we can uh, wrap this part up and then continue on. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this one. We're not aware of the abduction program. It is clandestine. Although there are many reasons for secrecy, the most irrefutable and basic one is that aliens do not want humans to know what they are doing. If humans knew about the program, they would try to stop it. Preservation of secrecy... Which is exactly why I felt so compelled to get this information out, because this is just not known in any circle of humanity, hardly. I mean, I don't care if you're Christian or not, it's not known about. And if can you imagine if Christians started praying in mass against this? Okay, you see what praying Christians, I believe, were able to accomplish even with the election, that the election wasn't stolen, and that all those pedophiles started going down and getting caught, and they're still getting, they're still, that's still coming out. All the stuff with the comet pizza ping pong, and all the stuff with Podesta, and all those pedophile busts that took place in that very same time frame was all part of that. So if you can imagine if Christians in mass were praying against this, what kind of damage that but see this is why it's so important for Satan to keep this hidden so that none of us know about this. And in so with the stigma of that, oh, if you even bring this up to any of your Christian friends, you're some kind of tinfoil hat wearing nutcase. We need to break down that stigma and in get people to understand that this is real okay um this guy's really done his homework here obviously i mean 1150 separate abduction cases that he's analyzed and he's been doing this a long time for over like 20 years at this point begins with memory blockage Abductees are neurologically programmed to forget what happened to them immediately upon returning from an abduction. Yes. Even though they may not remember it, many sense that something odd has just happened to them, and disturbing, disjointed images may come into their consciousness. Others realize that they are missing time, perhaps two or three or more hours, during which neither they nor anyone else can account for where they have been. Yet... Abductees usually do not pay attention to these fragments and time oddities. They do not think about their partial memories or try to understand why they are missing time. Deep inside, they know they should not think about these things. Abduction memories could threaten the program. If women knew that they were suddenly and inexplicably pregnant with a hybrid baby, they might terminate the pregnancy. The aliens cannot allow this so they remove the fetus at around 10 weeks before the woman begins to show. When these women are examined by a physician, the doctor assumes that the previously confirmed pregnancy resulted in a miscarriage, which the woman denies, or was a product of pseudosiesis, false pregnancy, even though the woman may not want another baby. So, so this is confirming a lot of the stuff that we were saying before about them turning up pregnant 
they're pregnant one minute and then they get reabducted, the baby's gone, they go in to get reexamined, the doctors, you know, this is just confirmation. Physicians simply say the 10 week fetus has been inexplicably absorbed. Thus, our knowledge of the abduction phenomenon does not come from examining hybrid babies and fetuses. It comes from a small minority of abductees. This means that the aliens' baby program, while not perfect, works well enough for their purposes. Secrecy must also extend to what bystanders may see. Thus, the craft they came in and the abduction itself are made invisible to non-abductees. Perhaps more than 99% of abductions are not witnessed by bystanders, although they may take place in crowded city streets in daytime. In spite of our knowledge of abductions, the secrecy program has been extraordinarily successful. 5. Telepathy Telepathy is part of advanced neurological abilities, but it has a special function within the aliens program. It may allow the aliens to circumvent the 6,000 or more languages on Earth or to learn them extremely quickly. Communication with abductees is thus assured, no matter where they are from. Hybrid children say that they learn differently from human children. When these children learn about Earth, no books are involved. They remember what abductees tell them or simply download information from abductees' minds through neural engagement. Telepathy represents the foundation of a society in which privacy is not important. The aliens may be able to know what others are thinking, but they and humans almost certainly have a filtering system that allows for specific thoughts to be known and others ignored. Aliens cannot know all of an abductee's thoughts. Telepathy has its limits. Aliens may also experience thought limitations. On Earth, Telepathy allows for hubrids to control others, to have to have obedience, and to be safe. But abductees have been able to hide some of their thoughts and even promise obedience when they know they will not be. Regardless, telepathy is an extremely effective way to communicate and control. Okay, and then we're going to go to the last part here. We're going to play this to the end of this particular CD. Are other aliens visiting Earth? If life is as abundant in the galaxy as many scientists believe, then other advanced aliens may be widespread, and they may have even more sophisticated technology than those aliens who are already here. <clears throat> it is also possible that other aliens have visited Earth, although so far I have found no evidence for this. Most abductions that Bud Hopkins and I investigated that took place after 1930 have consisted of the same basic experiences with the familiar gray aliens and procedures. But could non-abducting aliens be visiting here? It is possible. Presumably, these non-abducting aliens would allow their UFOs to be seen everywhere because they have nothing to hide. I cannot prove a negative, and this could be happening. These visitors may have their own reasons for not landing on the White House lawn. But the question of other aliens is only an interesting distraction. It is the abducting aliens who require our immediate concern. 
a new form of evolution? Some people who study the abduction phenomenon believe that it represents a giant step forward in human evolution. <laughs> this is possible. No, it's but not. But whether the step is forward or not is debatable. Oh, please. Again, and this is just coming from his godless standpoint, whether it's positive or not. And again, we look at Prometheus. Does that look like a positive step in evolution to you? You know, us turning into basically satanic drone-like devil creatures that resemble our father Satan at that point? You know what I mean? I mean, that, that would be the, the type of race that it would that it would breed. So, again, you have to take a lot of what this guy's saying with a grain of salt. A lot of the clips I've played you today, I've spared you. <laughs> a lot of the heretical, godless mindset that this man has uh because there there it, it, it's almost like god doesn't exist you know although there are many complex and intelligent animals humans have enjoyed the highest form of neurological development on earth it resulted in a brain capable of extremely complex thought and acts because we're created in god's image we are immensely intellectually superior to all other life forms on earth and have tremendous capacities to advance technologically, biologically, and physiologically in perhaps unimaginable ways. Now we are faced with a species that may have an even greater mental capacity, and that is certainly more highly advanced, both neurologically, at least in its ability to control humans, and technologically. In this situation, the change means that evolution for humans will come in a more sudden spurt compared to the pace of natural evolution in which some species evolve over great amounts of time. So he's referring to the, the, the asinine Charles Darwinian model of, you know, millions and millions of years humans, which originally evolved from a rock out of the primordial slime, you know, evolved into what we are today. But now we're going to take a leap it's going to be a lot quicker because the aliens are going to help take us from that old world order into the new world order. They're going to, they're going to accelerate that process where we will be as gods. That's going to be the, the satanic carrot. While others stay relatively unchanged for eons. Rather than natural selection and adaptation, this evolution will be an artificially engineered evolution imposed upon us for the benefit of another species. This is unnatural selection. It is a case of one species supplanting or perhaps absorbing another. The insectolins have their own agenda of artificial evolutionary imposition. They are not human. They do not have a sense of humanity, and they are not necessarily humane. Insectolins have created a hierarchical society with advanced neurology at its core. They have what can be best described as a collective, hive, or even military mentality in which the colony, not the individual, is supreme. Telepathy, which may itself be a result of engineered evolution, prevents individuality and privacy. It drastically limits personal liberties, independent action, and free will. It is something that most humans would not want. Do we need to know what's happening? For abductees, understanding their situation can be psychologically important. 
Many abductees live in constant anxiety about what is happening to them, even though they may know the particulars of their experiences. Often, understanding the abduction phenomenon provides answers to lifelong questions about their odd experiences and allows them to move on with their lives, free from fear, worry, and obsession about abductions, even though the abductions continue unabated. When abductees come to me to help them remember, I cannot give them physical control over what is happening to them. I try to give them some emotional and intellectual control, but they can do little about stopping the abductions. There are several possible scenarios that could be real. You know, and I refuse to believe a guy that's been doing it as long as he has, has never heard about crying out to Jesus Christ, that that's never, ever, ever come. I, I, I refuse to believe that. I just do. I think people like him will go out of their way to disregard that, to ignore that, and to suppress that information, which ultimately allows him to have the power. He doesn't want to acknowledge that there's a god and he doesn't want to acknowledge that that god would have power over these entities evidently that would make him more uncomfortable than knowing you know he can control his clientele and and try to help them through this in whatever man-centered way he's going to it this just makes me really sickening because i don't believe that these people have never heard this about that about crying after jesus i, I just don't believe it especially somebody that's been doing it as long as he has involving public knowledge of hubrids living in society. The first is that there would be no public knowledge. People would obligingly do the hubrids bidding and think nothing of it. Hubrids would live here, and everything would go on as normal. That something is off-kilter would simply be disregarded by most people. If public knowledge were to become widespread, societal disruption could ensue. The idea that some people are actually hubrids could cause fear and panic. It could pit humans against each other. Suspicion and paranoia could run rampant in the early part of the change, when most people are not yet incorporated into the alien structure. Oh, we, we wouldn't want to have that. We want a seamless incorporation into the Nephilim controlling all aspects of our life, I guess. That would be a much better thing to have, evidently. The concept of trust would be destroyed, as humans hunt for supposed hubrids to eliminate them. Amen. Even abductees might be imperiled. Because most abductees are unknown even to themselves, everyone would fall under suspicion. This is a nightmarish vision. But it might be a realistic one if society were destroyed from within through knowledge that the change is happening. Another scenario could mean a smooth and unknown transition for humans into another species. <laughs> In this scenario, people would not know what is occurring until it is too late, if indeed it is not already too late. <laughs> and again, here we go with this guy's godless, evil, sickening mindset. You know, I, I mean, I could, I don't advise you listening to these or read the book. It is, it is so incredible i mean if you were a christian and you weren't grounded in the word of god and you didn't understand this agenda you read this this is some faith zapping garbage if you start to buy into it this is why i want to be the one that's presenting this to you so i can put this through some type of biblical lens i'm not saying you can't do that or you're not capable but i'm talking about more about my 
my newer listeners and th- people like that, that, you know, this is, I mean, to like a baby Christian, you present them this type of stuff, man, you talk about messing with them from a very, very foundational standpoint, and you start to buy into all this stuff and his godless viewpoints, it's, it's, it's horrible. Eventually, there might be a point at which people begin to realize that others can control their thoughts and actions. By that time, however, the change would be too advanced to be stopped, <laughs> assuming it can be stopped. Oh, it can be. Oh, you better believe it. We're on the winning side, okay? I don't care what this devil says, and I appreciate the work he's done, but obviously I don't appreciate the conclusions at all. And I don't believe, again, that he's never heard about what Jesus Christ can do in these abduction scenarios. I've seen enough testimony, heard about enough UFO conferences, interacted with abductee victims, even myself online, to know these people do not want, they will do anything but get saved, most of them. Whether it's the researchers, whether it's um, the abductees, They'll, they'll, they'll gladly go through all the agony and pain and, and, and plunge into hell when it's all said and done rather than get saved. And I hate to say that, but that's what I've observed. Now, I'm not saying I've interacted with tons of abductees, but I have, try, I have reached out to some of them in the past. And they have no interest in this information. It doesn't matter if you put it in front of them on a golden platter. They don't care. They don't want to know. Not anything but that. Anything but Jesus sickening okay so we're finally done with that uh now i'm gonna go back to the final comment about um from the one listener that emailed me she's the one that cleans the stairwells and the apartment complexes and she emailed me again and she said i wrote you recently about the nice man that had the reptilian eyes well as i was researching this i came across a rare disorder and a birth defect a lot of people refer to it as keyhole pupils it's actually called coloboma. It's very rare. Well, it blew my mind when I was watching YouTube and I saw a pic of Madeline McCann on pizza, on a Pizzagate-related video. And let me tell you something. More stuff is coming out about Pizzagate all the time. I can't even keep, it, keep up with it. I'm trying to put the links in my... Um, but the problem is, is I really have to vet those links because so much of the time... In the, in the videos, they're showing the most horrific parties these people go to and mean bare naked women on tables with like cake on them where they're paying like $20,000 a plate to eat pizza. And it's just really, really, really sickening, disgusting stuff. So it's hard for me at this point to be able to watch every single video i'm sending out and to vet the whole thing it's in fact it's impossible so i'm I'm just trying to kind of put out the cliff note versions but tons of stuff keep coming out about pizzagate horrible and praise god praise god that it's coming out and i pray it keeps coming out and i pray god keeps exposing them and in you know they're annihilated because these are the worst of the worst of the worst she goes on to say, it's said on this video, this Pizzagate video, that she had this condition, this Madeline McCann. It is rumored that a lot of children that had this condition went missing. And there are many ties to Pizzagate. So I don't, hey, I, that's something I don't even have a clue about. But um, Soros is said to have this condition. It has been said that there is a gene 
that is responsible for it and that gene protects against cell death. Yes, I've had... Um, yes, I have... Okay. Um, so she also emailed me pictures of what this keyhole pupil looks like. Okay, and if you want to click on that, there's a link there. Um, okay, so here's another report. This is from... Uh, a friend of James that I've reported on before, uh, his friend Jay, oh, I guess this is the one that went, he's in the Ukraine now, and he, he tried to contact me, but he wanted to talk to me, and I just, I'm, I can't do phone stuff anymore, I just, I can't, I, there's just not enough hours in the day, but if he goes back to the camp and we'll have plenty of time to talk, I guess he's in the Ukraine now. And this is Nephilim Reptilian Ukraine sighting. He emailed James and he said, um, I forgot to tell you, on Wednesday I saw the woman with, with slits like a lizard. She was on a trolley and I was standing in front of her. She was sitting down. Her face was odd because one eye was shaped differently than the other. She had short black hair, probably just below the ears. I thought maybe a few times that I saw it change, that it was just from the light, meaning I guess the eye from the light bulb or something and her strange shaped eyes causing me to think I saw it. I prayed and then I saw it again, very clear. She kept looking away out of the window, but at first, and this is typical behavior. If they know they're not holding form, then they are going to try to like look away. And, and most of the time, at least not make eye contact, especially if it's in public. Now, James had instances where if it was just one-on-one -on -one and they were by themselves, like you go to a house and, and the, and the person shows up and, He's got slits one minute, and then they're, they're looking him right in the face. And it's almost like they're trying to get a reaction. Now, I've read this before, but um, this is also something that to think about. I've read this two or three times. What can force a shift in the, let's just call them hubrids, whatever they are, reptilians, okay. What can cause a shift is by thinking sublime spiritual thoughts in their presence. Now, I think a lot of things could cause a shift. You could start quoting Bible verses under your breath, you could start praising God. You, even under your breath, even thinking these things. Um, usually thinking of Jesus Christ or Father God, the energy flows from you like a candle, also radiating spiritual heat. As a candle does, as a candle does. If they're close by, this causes them to potentially cough at first, then the stages of shifting starts. So if you're a born-again Christian and you're around these things, especially in close proximity in a public place, you may not even be aware of it, but there may be shifts that are occurring in these entities that you're not even aware of unless you're actually looking at the person. Um, going back to this, it said she kept looking away out the window, but at first she was looking out quite a bit. She had hazel eyes. The strange part about the eyes was they didn't stay in their true form very long, like she was struggling to keep them hidden. In other words, she was changing, and she wasn't able to really stop it. They would start to change and then they would go back and i was seeing the process take place back and forth for a few times you see a lot of these interviews of people like Katy perry or a lot of these even high politicians and they they're i mean their eyes are just shifting back that video that i posted earlier i didn't play it because obviously you're not going to be able to see it when on an audio but if you look if you look at that that is some of the best footage i have ever seen of these shape-shifting hubert devils 
like Katy Perry and them, where their eyes are just, I mean, this is not photoshopping. This is the video. You're literally seeing the the orifice, this, this slit-like orifice morphing back and forth and all of the stages in between. It's unbelievable. Some of the best footage I've ever seen. Um, all right, so then we have that. So then here's, here's another listener that emailed me. I've never heard from this listener before. His name's William. Reptilian eye slit sighting at Walmart, <laughs> which really shouldn't surprise us. Um, <laughs> on another note, you mentioned he had written me, and this was the second part of the news of the email. On another note, you mentioned a reptilian and all that. I work in a deli at Walmart. Not my, my not my ideal job, but okay. A trucker came in the other day and was asking a lot of questions. When I told him that this town that he was from was known for druggies, I saw his eyes change suddenly. They went from normal to snake eyes, then back again. Which, again, when you see that, you know you can rule out all contact lens stuff. Which I think is the reason God's letting the remnant see this. Because if they just had slits from the get-go and they never changed and they were just there, you could say, well, they were wearing contacts. A, a, a skeptic could say that. You can't say that if you see them go back and forth. There's no context that would do that. All right. So um, he started telling me, about how he was a drug dealer. <laughs> this guy that he just met at Walmart, who, when he told him that he was from this town, um, the guy immediately, his eyes started going to um, snake eyes, okay? And then he, then he goes around and has the audacity to tell my listener that he was, he was a drug dealer. <laughs> that guy's, you know, he's a shy, he's a shy type. I don't think he realizes that i noticed his eyes but it was just a really weird scenario to be in normal guy one minute then suddenly serpent eyes and glorying in his shame about you know glorying in his shame about being a drug dealer okay so now this is an example of a one of these reptilians or hubrids or whatever they are there may be different flavors and varieties we don't even know about this may be another variety where he's not a good guy He's not presenting himself as a good guy, obviously. He's presenting himself as, you know, like a devil. Um, this was right before the elections, so I was already praying hard. And again, this is when a lot of this stuff, I think, was going on, too. A lot of prayer going up. All these pedophiles getting busted. Hillary wasn't able to steal the election. All this stuff. And so, this was right before the election, so I was already paying, praying hardcore about the elections. Not sure if that was why or what, I know that the darkness is getting stronger around here. As the land gets more defiled and, you know, as CERN keeps doing what it's doing and it's just, you know, the world gets more wicked. I had a co-worker recently who was complaining about Christians. I mentioned that I was a Christian and he totally went off on me. I never thought I would see the day that I was persecuted at work in a conservative state in America. And then I just gave him some Bible verses. And I, I don't, um, not, not, in a, not in any kind of... Um, sanctimonious way but just bible verses that apply to this which is um second timothy three twelve, yea and all that will live godly in christ jesus shall suffer persecution um john fifteen twenty. remember the word that i send to you this is jesus talking the servant is not greater than his lord if they persecuted me they will also persecute you first peter four twelve through 19 
which says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye be partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory in God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, then what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit their, the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing. And that, that has to do with enduring to the end, I believe. You're going to just, you're going you're gonna to be an overcomer. You're going to be, uh, you're going to um, not be weary in well-doing. You're going to endure to the end. They, the Bible says, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Meaning you never give up on God, but you do it by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. And pray that you are counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man, like it says in Matthew 24. So um, so they commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the video then. Um, watch this before doubting reptilian demon shapeshifters, Illuminati exposed, shapeshifting demonic reptilian Illuminati, celebrity devils like Nicki Minaj, Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, Britney Spears, Beyonce, Oprah, and probably more. But these are, these, this is some of the best shapeshifting footage of reptilians I have ever seen, of these reptilians I have ever, ever seen, okay? Um, okay, let's go further here. Um, this is, um... A, uh, a email that was sent to me and this is James responding because it's about Virginia and he says I know where this place is in Virginia I have driven by it a lot with my wife there's a lot of stuff going on in my state yeah that's an understatement and what it is is this is from a uh, a girl sees reptilian humanoid in, rep in Virginia girl sees reptilian humanoid in Virginia and there's a link here and um, this is posted the story got posted in June 11th of 2014, but it actually took place in 2002. And I'm just going to read you an excerpt of it. A girl claims that she saw a reptilian creature in the summer of 2002 in northern Virginia. Now remember, this was in the woods. They were camping when she saw it in northern Virginia, which seems to be like ground zero for this type of activity. And they show a road here in Luray, Virginia. I, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. If it's Luray, it looks like Virginia. Katie, who proved who provided a last name, but was it was admitted to the journalistic ethic code relating to the age of the witness, says she was only six when she and her family were sleeping at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park in Page County the morning the encounter took place. Um, so that's one of the many places you can camp okay my family and i went to visit yogi bear campsite and we set up two tents next to a river she told cryptozoological news because this is who was reporting on it 
So when night fell, my sister and I slept together in a tent and my mother and brother slept in the one next to us, she added. It was 5 a.m. when the witness woke up, reportedly not being able to sleep, and decided to leave the tent. After making sure no one heard me or woke up, I crept around to where a fire was and the coals were barely smoking now and I took a stick and poked it, she explains. Then according to Katie, something unusual attracted her attention. While I was having my fun, I heard a couple of snaps in the little ring of bushes about 10 feet from me. I snapped my head and it stared and stared. While my heart was beating 10 million miles an hour, I saw a slightly fuzzy, scaly-looking snout poke out, followed by a dark almond-shaped eye, she recalls. This thing poked up to its torso out of the brush, sniffing and staring at me intently. It didn't growl or attack. It just stared. I was frozen with fear, shaking almost to tears. It was a silent except for a little bit of breathing sounds. One of the strangest things she said was its feet. They look like hooves, but I've never seen anything like that that had hooves, she remembers. The witness described the beast as having an all-bony-looking face with sharp cheeks. So what I'm telling you is these devils come in many shapes and sizes and flavors. Okay, it's not just about Bigfoot or werewolf or what. There's all kind of these things. Some are much more prevalent, obviously, than others. So you never know. Don't have like preconceived ideas if, if you go out doing this stuff, what you might encounter. Because it might be something totally different than what you might be expecting. She says it looked like a mix of a horse and a Komodo dragon with a dark gray-brown color. Um, eventually, um, I'm just moving this, moving some information around a little bit in the teaching. Um, so it had an all bony looking face. Um, eventually, the animal went behind the bushes and Katie headed back into her tent, zipping it up tight and not sleeping until dawn. The town of Loray is known for its proximity to Loray Caverns in the Shenandoah Valley, east of the Allegheny Range of the Appalachian Mountains. Okay, which is, you know, this is in very, this is in proximity to, like, ground zero for a lot of these sightings, you know, where, uh, what we've been describing today. Now, another listener who lives in Washington, D.C., a dear friend, uh, Patricia, she, I sent her this report and she responded back to me and James and she said, and I'm, I'm entitling this part, e Extreme Evil in Luray Caverns in Virginia. So now remember, this sighting of this nasty, bony-faced, hooved creature took place in Luray. Um, the town of Luray is, is um, in that area, okay? But Luray is known for its proximity to Luray Caverns. Okay, which is also in that area. So Patricia emails me and she said, Hi Scott and James. Okay, this article is on my old stomping ground. Luray is right next to one of the entrances to the Shenandoah, one of my favorite retreats. 24 miles away from that Yogi Bear Jellystone Park is the Skyline Cavern, which I think I already told you the story about. Anyway, so I guess this is, this is about Skyline Cavern? Anyway, here's a brief recap. After seeing the most wicked male homosexual witch I have ever seen selling tickets to the cavern, this Skyline Cavern, I went on tour with one tour guide, one poor tour guide and myself, just the two of us. I've been to Luray Caverns and I, and I thought that this would be more of the same. Okay, so this is a different cavern. This is Skyline Cavern, which is 24 miles away from Luray Caverns. 
Boy, was I wrong, though, that it's not, not the same. That cavern, meaning Skyline Cavern, was so evil that the young man that was my guide was so uptight, I started to fear for my life. I was, it was just me and him, way below ground, with the door closed behind us. I was praying massively, making myself look as athletic and nimble as possible. It's <laughs> funny stuff. Including locating him and tracking him by listening to his footsteps when he turned the lights off as part of his presentation. Because that's really, really common. You'll go into these underground things and they'll turn the lights off to, to get you to experience what total darkness is. You know, because there is no light at all. Um, uh, anyway, halfway through the presentation, I realized he was not the source of the evil that the cavern was. Okay. Um, and I realized he was not comfortable being down there with just one person. Close to the end of the tour, we heard a sound in the distance. He snapped his head in the direction the sound came from, listened intently, then made a joke about a ghost, and was ready to hot-foot it out of there. <laughs> this cavern is unique in that it has a type of crystal called anthrodite. Apparently, when they were excavating these caverns, they broke a vacuum, and an apparently rare to non-existent condition in nature, and an immediate sucking of air caused those anthrodites to form which are not which are not natural formations of crystals found anywhere else i hope i remember the facts correctly some facts checking may be done uh here though with my story we the tour guide and myself we the tour guide and myself were both relieved to get to the surface in that store where the male witch was they were selling highly occultic objects that you cannot find in any store like in other words you'd have to go to a really really advanced like advanced black witchcraft store to find this stuff and they're selling this in like the 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 um you know their their store for for the skyline caverns they were selling athamis which are ritualistic daggers they use to kill people with during ceremonies many times crystal balls other assorted crystals to focus on various types of wands other crystal figurines in the shapes of dragons witches and wizards pan um, which, you know, the devil god Pan, and other strangeness. I carefully walked through the gift shop, cataloging the items in my mind with disbelief. I've never seen items like this before for sale anywhere, much less a gift shop. Thinking back on it, as the items were not usually labeled, some of the items in that store were so evil, I did not even know what the significance of them was back then, and I probably still don't know. Honestly, now that I think about it, they were also selling wands with crystals on them, very evil magic. Now that I think of that homosexual man was probably a straight-up Satanist and not just a witch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But nothing was more evil than the cavern, nothing. I prayed for that poor tour guide all the way home to D.C. <laughs> oh, man. Hair-raising experience. Sorry for the long story, but this is where I'm going. Many times, I mean, in these caverns and this type of thing, there are reptilians down there. That's that's what they do. They're down there and they will kill you. I mean, if, if you give them a chance, you get off on your own and they think they can get away with it. I've heard this account over and now I'm not saying this this goes on, you know, every single day in these caverns across. But I guarantee you the ones that don't have the tour guides and don't have the others, it's probably a lot more prevalent than we think. And all these people that turn up missing in these national parks, they wander into these places and they don't have the blood of Jesus Christ. They don't have that protection of Jesus Christ. Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you that's, that's, 
that's what that's the kind of protection we got to have that's the only way to really do battle with these things you know um uh, anyway, uh, so for, sorry for the long story, but this is where I'm going. The evil was there first. Then extremely evil people were attracted to the evil place. Great point. Evil begets and attracts more evil. Normally, if you see a seedy part of town, you're going to see strip bars. You're going to see, you know, run-down bars. You're gonna, you'll a lot of times see a Planned Parenthood in there. You're going to see drug acts. You're going to see prostitutes. All that evil attracts and begets more evil and that's why cities are so dangerous because it's a breeding ground for it and it's it's like ground zero for the land being defiled i can't i i can't stand going into big cities i don't care what big city is i don't like them i hate them new york city was the worst thing i've ever even i was on the outskirts of that and i was like oh my word get me out of here i can't even i don't want to be here one second i will drive a thousand miles out of my way not to go by there again I would literally do that. I, 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 in fact, I did on the on the way back home. I drove way out of our way so we didn't have to go through that again. It's horrible, horrible. Anyway, um, now I'm not saying there's not some people that might not be called to go there and do street preaching and stuff like that. But again, everybody has different callings. I'm called to do some stuff that a lot of people would say oh, I'd never do that. But yet, yet again, I don't want to. I don't want to go into New York City. You know. Or nor do I feel called to go there, you know what I mean? It's it's so repulsive to me, and it it makes me sick to my stomach. I couldn't stay in San Francisco for more than a few hours before I just started feeling horrible, and it didn't go away until we were like 40, 50 miles away, out of the city. So everybody has different callings, you know. I'm I'm I am horrible when it comes to that. I'm not, you know, and I don't feel called to go there. But the other stuff, the other cryptozoological stuff, I just, you know, that's what I feel like I'm, well, at least one of the things I'm supposed to do. Not everybody's the same, though. Body, Christ, everybody has a different function. So, um, let's go further here. The evil was there first, then the, the extremely evil people were attracted to the evil place. I have multiple stories of witches, and now I think that it is more of a good number of them were highly demon-infested Satanists in that neck of the woods, but I will spare you. Yeah, there's probably a very, very large occult presence there. Um, and then I wrote, yes, Virginia's like ground zero for this type of activity, it seems like. Okay, let's go further. Here is a from a listener, Carissa. She said, hello, I've been a listener for about two years now. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona area. I'm always waiting for new teachings from you. Oh, that's nice. I wanted to share something I came across on YouTube this link is in regards to a demon sighting here in Phoenix. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this in either teaching or on response to an email. And I'm going to do that now. Thanks for your time and leading me to our Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> I get a lot of those, though. I really do. And I'm not saying that to brag. I want to say if, like, if you have sown into this ministry, if you've prayed for me or prayed for the, my listeners, if you've donated and these types of things over the years... That's part of your legacy as well. You know what I mean? It's just not like I, I, I can take credit for that. You've, my listeners praying for me and the support that we've got, you know, and, and through the Lord, that's what's kept us in the game, essentially. You know, so I, I just, I praise God for, 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 for all those, for, for my listeners doing all those things. And um, 
we've had a lot of people that have been saved. I mean, I think more than, way more than I, I'm, I'm aware of. I have, oh my word, it's about a 250 page where I've just taken a portion of the comments that I've gotten over the years. Have kind of, and I don't, most of them don't even get posted in there. It's it's over two hundred pages now in a very small font, of comment after comment after comment of people either getting led to the Lord or whatever. That's what I'm saying. This type of information is a very unique way that you can lead somebody to the Lord. It really is. I mean, it's 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 a niche. It's a niche that's not really been filled. It's a niche that. Let's say a fire and brimstone preacher isn't going to reach a person like that because they're not going to be receptive to that message unless they've actually had some kind of ice-breaking event. Like, oh, wow, he's talking about aliens. And then ultimately, then you lead them to, like, the salvation page. Once they, That's how I got led to the Lord. read that book by uh, Gary Kahn, and Route to Global Occupation talked about the new world order the freemasons the united nations and then by the time the guy was leading you to the lord i was all like ready i was like oh okay i understand the agenda and i understand the satanic agenda so there's different ways that different people get led to the lord and and so um that's just that's awesome here anyway i'm gonna go ahead and play this and you won't be able to see this but i would encourage you to play this video and it's called was a nephilim just spotted in arizona crazy footage surfaces of a giant uh well it looks like a fallen angel walking down the streets i'm gonna go ahead and play that now what in the world is this i don't know if you guys can see that on your screen here but let me uh do some zooming i mean it looks like a big nasty what you would think of in your mind, cliche, fallen angel coming right toward you, walking down the street, big old gigantic, dark wings, almost, to me, it almost looks like he's got horns, I, I could easily say he's got horns, I think, and he's coming right at you, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. This right here was spotted in Phoenix, Arizona, I believe, um, I'll show you the report in just a minute here. It's gone viral on Facebook, and it looks to be as though there is a demon. A very tall demon. Have a look at the wings. Have a look at the legs. And have a look at the horns. This is very strange. The reason why I say horns, if you can't see it right, I'm going to show you. Yeah, they're, they're horns. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yep, if you can't see it right there. I, I mean, this is this is odd. This is a, a zoom in of the original image. Um, now, of course, a lot of people were saying the image is faked and so on and so forth. Well, I happen to have the originals, which were posted on Facebook, and it's gone totally viral with over 40,000 shares. And I'm going to show you the results of the photo forensics that we always do whenever we find images like this. But first, let me show you this here. Demon sighting picture goes viral on Facebook. I would have had this out at 8 a.m. I literally just wiped it off as nothing. But, of course, now some outlets are beginning to share it, which means that they might have done some research into it. But, of course, they're not going to give us any answers. A creepy picture that uh, some say appears to show a demon or an angel has gone viral on Facebook. The image is posted by Richard Christensen. 
have been shared over 40,000 times as Facebook users argue in the comment section over various interpretations of the eerie photos. Okay, so, is it real? The first image right here, as you can see, um, this is the ELA error level analysis. There appears to be no alteration done to the image. Now, of course, there's a, a minimal light here, so it's not going to be, you know, uh, the exact same as what you're seeing all around, because these are all lights, as you can see from up here, as you can see right there, as, of course, as you can see over here as well. So, actually, it, it goes pretty much with the image, so that, that's showing that it's not faked. Uh, we've gone over it a few times about the, uh, the ELA, and for those of you who don't know, what is ELA? ELA highlights differences in the JPEG compression rate. Regions with uniform coloring like a solid blue sky or a white wall will likely have a lower ELA, darker color, than higher high contrast edges. The things to look for, edges with similar edges should have similar brightness in the ELA result. All high contrast edges should look similar to each other and all low contrast edges should uh, look similar as well. With an original photo, low contrast edges should be almost as bright as the high contrast edges. And as you can see here, it appears to be not Photoshop. So the question is, is it a palm tree? That was another thing that was very, very common in the comments. And of course, as I showed you with the original image, I highly doubt that it's an actually uh, that it's actually a palm tree. No, it's because as you can it's see, not. there's a space, a clear space right there. Yeah, between his legs. Yeah. There is a clear space. There's no way it's a palm here, tree. There's two legs. And those don't exactly look like uh, palm tree leaves, even no. though it's that blurry. It's very <laughs> the head and the to horns, tell. too. This is very strange. All right, moving on to the next image. And, of course, this and he's a big boy. He's corn fed. I mean, this thing looks like he's like uh, 12, 14 feet tall. You know, he's been eating his Wheaties, his demonic Wheaties, sorry. One obviously is edited because it was zoomed in. As you can see, there's a different edging style done to it. Now, you can actually see the surrounding of darkness around whatever image it is. Um, that's pretty close to appearing. So this guy's really doing a lot of forensics on the picture. And, and when I post these, I'm going to really try to make sure that if it's a video I repost like that, that that forensic stuff is being done. Because I know there's a ton of hoaxes out there. And I've even put out some of them by accident. And I apologize for that but this one it looks like they've really tried to vet it to be manipulated but at the same time it's going to be really hard to tell because it's zoomed in which means that they definitely edited the image but it's the same exact structure as we see with this one so that said here's the original post january 1st at 7 11 p.m in phoenix arizona so the only the only when he says edited you see the original post where it's further away. You could still see it. And then the second image is just they've zoomed in on that same image. That's the only editing that we're talking about. But it's clearly the same image. You can, you can tell that. By a guy named Richard Christensen who added two new photos. And, of course, it's gone totally viral. What in the world is this thing? Instead of me trying to give you a definitive answer, I'd rather open it up and let everybody else try and, of course, have their two cents and say... Uh, personally, I think that it is actually a demon. I'm, I'm just surprised. I shouldn't even say I'm surprised because of the, the time period we're living in. But anyways, I want to know what you guys think about this. Let me know in the comments. 
And please, share this around. God bless and carry on. ChristianTruther.com um, Yeah, so that, uh, here we go. Just one more thing. And then from my listener Greg, and he had emailed me this. This is about the new Hollywood show Shadowhunters and People of Earth. He said, I found a show called Shadowhunters, which I think on Hulu right now, it's like one of the main, main shows or whatever. Um, a group of people who are born to hunt demons and vampires, etc. They brought a new girl into their fold who was born into it. He read the words on a statue during one of the shows that read, They, the Shadowhunters, are Nephilim. Oh, so the Nephilim are now the ones that are going against all the bad guys. So they are hoping they are salvation. And again, like I said before, about the whole good cop, bad cop stuff, and then the whole thing about how there's all these superheroes that are that are here to save humanity, and they're our only hope because they're the ones that have the superpowers that can really fight the bad evil, even though they're evil. <laughs> you know, they don't say that, though. They're like, they, they act like they're the good guys. So they're Nephilim. So they're the Nephilim are the good guys who hunt the bad guys. This is the whole lying narrative. This mindset that they want everybody, especially Christians, to be in. Okay? If you're a Nephilim, you're on the same team. You may go against other Nephilim or whatever. Like maybe, let's say, Len, I've heard this before. Bigfoot and Dogmen, they're very territorial. Okay? And they will have fights with one another's clans or whatever you would call them in order to see who's going to be dominant over a given landmass or territory okay i've heard that many many times uh doesn't mean they're still not on the same team they're just they're just different they're just two warring factions it's like muslims that are are, are wicked and they're and they're you know sunnis against shias and wahhabis against whatever okay it's very similar to that so then he says there's another new show, People of Earth, is about a kind of AA group, which, you know, AA is Alcoholics Anonymous. It's kind of an AA group for alien abductees. Isn't that what we were just talking about? Yeah. Come to find out, the, I, I need to watch some clips of some of these shows because I haven't even looked into this yet. Come to find out, Greys, Nordics, and Reptiles are on the same side. Oh, you could have knocked me over with a feather on that one. I just don't believe it. I think those Nordics, they're good people. They're salt of the earth, you know, those Nordics. Blonde hair, blue-eyed, perfect, you know, and all this stuff. But you know what? They're all on the same side, exactly. The Nordics are the good cops, and then typically the reptilians are the bad cops. But you know, at the end of the day, even though there may be warring factions within those groups for control and dominance, they're all evil, they're all going to take you away from Jesus Christ. They're all going to downplay the word of God and say it's all a book of lies and that Jesus is one of us and try to destroy your faith. Every one of those supposed, even the good guys, all say it. Even in the Corey Good interviews where he supposedly interacts with all these good inner earth races or whatever. You know, it's all the same garbage, just rehashed a different way. So this is a people of an AA group. For, for alien abductees, and, and the greys, the Nordics, and the reptilians are on the same side, all working to enslave the world. Exactly. Exactly. I need to, I need to watch some of those clips on that. I haven't, I haven't even had time, but uh, believe it or not, we actually finished it. Into the eighth part, into probably the ninth hour, 
I'd say we're about into the ninth hour, so I was able to keep it under 10 hours at least. A nice tiny little study um, that you can listen to on one of your breaks, maybe, you know, a little nine-hour study. Uh, anyway, so I probably won't be doing a study next week, um, and normally when I have to do these studies like this, I'm so far behind because it, there's so much logistics that are involved with getting doing the study, editing it, get the PDF together, uploading it, and all that stuff, so... Um, I'll give you a lot to chew on before the, uh, the next audio. So anyway, God bless you. And, um, I'll go ahead and end us in a word of prayer. Heavenly father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us Lord. I thank you God for letting me and giving me the strength to complete this study. Um, I pray you use it for your glory. All these studies, Lord, that, that, that have been done and not just for myself, but for wherever your word or whether your truth, wherever your truth is being preached, Lord, and put out there. I just pray God, you prepare my listeners, I prepare, pray you prepare the, the remnant, the body of Christ, Lord, for what is coming. Um, and that these entities that we're, we're looking at and we're documenting, that we, you would equip us, Lord, specifically for each individual person on how to fight this wickedness. On what to do, what Bible verses you want us to meditate on, how you want us to pray, how you want us to fast. I pray for that divine guidance, Lord, and that divine providence regarding this. Uh, because Lord, apart from you, we, we can't do anything. We'll just be defeated. We'll just be destroyed. And in, but through you, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us. Okay. So, so I, I just pray for that, that, um, blessing upon the body of Christ, Lord, that they would, they would have that ability and, and that these evil entities that we have mentioned today and all these evil agendas would be exposed, Lord God, and that you would open the eyes of the Christians even in the 501c3 churches, God, and, and that those that are not saved, I pray they would be saved. And those that are saved, God, I pray to God they would start educating other people. No matter how much persecution may come, Lord, this, this is all going to be reality before long anyway, Lord. I, ha I have a bad feeling moving into the tribulation period. So I just pray it comes out, Lord, and, and you would use your, your remnant mightily to fight against this wickedness. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.